You're listening to Think, Think, Thought, a podcast about building thinking classrooms and teaching math. All right, welcome to Think, Think, Thunk, our uh, new um, Thinking Classroom podcast. Uh, this is going to be, you know, a progression into what we did last year. We, we had a previous podcast called RCSD Thinks. We're expanding on that. We're, we're going to have some really interesting conversations over the next, hopefully, year or so. But to get started with this episode, Cyril, we just want to give you a little bit of context, a little bit of background of where we're coming from. It's not just Dean and myself. We're having Megan join us. And why don't we have Megan? Uh, Megan, do you mind introducing yourself, kind of what you do? And... Uh, letting people know what you're all about. My name is Megan Giroux, and I am a learning catalyst for Regina Catholic. And essentially, I am like I'm in schools coach for uh, two schools. So I spend the mornings at one school, and then I go to another school. Exciting stuff. Thanks for joining us. Dean, do you want to introduce yourself again for those that haven't met you yet? Yeah, my name is Dean Bennerman. I teach at Archbishop M. Sunil Catholic High School here in Regina Catholic Schools. I'm currently teaching workplace math and robotics and I'm also teaching online and this is my second year of using the thinking classroom and I just love talking about it and using it in the classroom so I'm just looking forward to another uh, great bunch of conversations with everybody. Awesome that's that's great we're gonna get really into that over the next little while I'll quickly introduce myself my name is Kyle Webb I work with Dean and Megan here at Regina Catholic Schools in Regina Saskatchewan which is in Canada. And my role, I think the technical title is numeracy and science learning consultant. So across our division, I kind of charged with, um, you know, professional development and resource curating and all those different amazing things that need to get done for all of our teachers from K to eight and also supporting high school as much as I possibly can. So, you know, that's kind of what's got us started on our journey with Thinking Classrooms. And if you're not familiar with Thinking Classrooms, you know, there's so many places to learn more about this, hopefully being one of them. Um, but we highly encourage you to check out Peter Lilliedal's book, called Building Thinking Classrooms in Mathematics, grades K to 12. It's orange, it's beautiful. It's become, as Megan and I have said many times, our Bible for what we do in our in our classrooms when we're working with teachers. And I know, Dean, it's become kind of your guiding light over the last you know, year or two since you've been exposed. Can you tell us a little bit about why you're here and why this is something you want to do? Well, sure. Just realize that you know the traditional way of doing math, there's some good things, but it could be so much more for students. And students are... You know, they're no longer just being passive uh, learners. They want to be active. And what the Thinking Classroom does is exactly that. It activates learning in your classroom. It gets students to get out of their desks, work on common tasks, see math as a, a social thing where you exchange ideas and you bounce things off, use the whiteboards, make a mistake, learn from it, grow from it, consolidate your knowledge. You know, okay, now I get, I knew that before, but now I, oh, I see what you're doing. And just kind of really get a community of learners going that students really understand that, hey, it's about the process. It's not just about getting an answer per se. That's all fine and dandy, but it's all about enjoying math and realizing that every student brings something to the table and people can think in divergent ways and kind of get to the same goal and just get that love of learning rather than just like, here's 50 questions, do it. Uh, I just know conversations that I hear my students have I would never have heard them uh, before if I didn't do this. And they're so rich and it just it just warms my heart. It's going to keep me teaching for a lot longer because I'm excited like the work Megan's doing and some of her colleagues in elementary. And as these students get more used to it and I get more used to it, I can just see it taking off somewhere that the traditional way just can't cut it. And it will really give students those skills that they need, not only in math, but the people skills and the soft skills they'll need not only now, but in the future. So 
super pumped, super excited about uh, learning more and sharing with you great people. Yeah, that's great. And and what I love, Dean, is you're talking about the students, right? The student experience, you want to have something different for your kids in your classroom, those, you know, how many ever that you have coming through that door every day. Can you speak a little more to like how this has changed you as a teacher and as a professional? Because I think that's really what's uh, driving all this great impact for your students. We were kind of talking earlier too about assessment. Right now we're getting ready for finals and the kids have to write this big test or, or whatever. But, you know, it's really changed in my mind. I've always kind of not thought the test was the be all and end all. Like how many jobs or things do you sit down for something and write two hours for and it de- per- might determine your future. It's not really realistic and kids get a lot of anxiety on that. And some kids freeze. Uh, about it. And it's really opened my mind too, that there's different ways to assess kids and to see what they've learned rather than, you know, you just give a paper and pencil and some kids know how to play school and can regurgitate and that. And some kids just don't care about that. Right. So it really is keeping my mind more open to different ways of, of learning and you can incorporate different styles in there. And it just kind of, it really gives me a lot of extra motivation as a teacher too. I love, I get to meet my students more where they're at. And I see they know a lot more than sometimes you think they do, right? Just by taking that extra time and setting up that. I look at a math that was, how can I give the kids something engaging and a task to do to increase their learning rather than can I just give them, here, just show them on the board, here's how you do this, you're carrying a one and I'll do 50 questions, see you later. It's a lot more engaging for me as a teacher and for the students. So there's a lot I need to get better at. I want to get better at consolidating and understand how students can take notes meaningfully and, and consolidate their knowledge. And even assessment, like how can I use and leverage the thinking classroom as an assessment tool itself, rather than still going back to like a paper and pen test or whatever, like how can I extract like, oh, that kid knows that. So why do I even need to give them a test? They, they met that outcome right on a 10 out of 10, you know, and that's something I like to get better at too. So it's really motivating for me. And like I said, it might keep me teaching for a few more years because I'm looking forward, like I said, to see what the, the people that Megan is teaching and they're in her courts and these kids are just going to be, give us something and get out of our way, buddy. <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. So yeah, su- super. Yeah, it's great. Your passion's certainly contagious with this. We're excited to build on that. Megan, do you want to speak a little bit to why you're here, why this is something you want to be doing and talking about on the podcast? I've been teaching for 11 years now and I I would say I was always a more of a reform based like math teacher I've tried everything from centers or like mathic workshop to giving three different level tests because I was always trying to change for the kids and do all of these things and then when I became the math coach in 2020 for uh, you Kyle you gave me this book and you're like this will be the bible and I was like okay and then I read it and I was like, oh my gosh. And this is pretty crazy for am Catholic um, school to say this is the Bible. <laughs> it's almost like I'm sacrilegious. However, in terms of math, it kind of is. And so I think I read it pretty quick and then I pretty much fell in love. But I think what I loved about it was that I had always followed people like Joe Bowler for the growth mindset and all of these different educators And I was always looking for a way to bridge it back. And it just became like, I was like, oh, like this is my guide to do it. All of the things I knew was right. And the other piece was that I was always a fan of differentiation. And this is something that I've seen this year more than than anything is this differentiation piece where I would just give kids a B like um, assessment. So in um, Saskatchewan, we have the SCMAs, the Saskatchewan 
common math assessments and they are pre-assessments and post-assessments. But you would give the pre and then you would take that to be what the kid knows. And now thinking about it, it's funny to think that we think a test done without any pre-teaching or anything at all gives us an actual understanding of what a kid knows. Like we think their level is based on something they can do individually on paper on any given day. And that'll tell you exactly where they are versus this is like that just in time differentiation. I don't have to assume what you know. You will show me what you know many times and then I can help you in the moment and it's funny because proactive versus like reactive, we think proactive is better, but it's actually in this moment we want to be reactive because we want to be able to react to what the kids think because if we are proactive, we're just making these assumptions based on kids. And it's shocking because there was two kids in my four or five like math class because that's the only class I do teach. There was a kid who they said they were three grade levels below and they were on a transitional learning plan. And after one month, me and the learning resource teacher were like, why are they on a like I'm TLP? This kid should not be on this program. He has a couple gaps, but they're fine. And it was like shocking because he's like off. And like, I think it took two months maybe to get him off of this TLP. So it's just wild to think that I was looking for all of like these things for like a decade. And then finally, oh, there's my bell. But then luckily, like everything just came together and was like, hey, this is how you actually do everything you want to do. This is how you do it. And that's it's great. I, I think, I mean, your your passion too, Megan, is, is certainly contagious. But what I find really interesting, what your response is, you can tell what you're really focusing on right now in your practice. And that seems to be the assessment side of things. And you're thinking so deeply with it because I know you're doing your master's work on it right now and getting really deep into this stuff. So I'm excited to explore some of that assessment stuff with both of you over this journey that this podcast is going to be. I think for me, thinking about why am I here with the Thinking Classrooms, I mean, this is something that has spoke to me since the minute I met Peter about, I don't know, where we at, four or five years ago. Uh, and, and since then, I haven't stopped talking about it. I'm sure my wife wished I would stop talking about Thinking Classrooms, but it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. But but it's something that as a, when I was in the classroom still, I just felt like my math wasn't what I wanted it to be. I loved math. I loved teaching math. I loved teaching kids. But it just, that wasn't jiving the way I wanted it to. And Peter gave us a framework to, to align things in a way that just made sense to me, made sense for my students and get the, got the ball rolling that way really, really well. So, you know, I've been preaching the, the benefits of thinking classrooms and, and in, you know, probably have taught about hundreds of different demonstration lessons in classrooms across our school division over the last few years. And, and without fail, every time I do this, a teacher will come up to me and be like, I did not know this kid could do this, or this has been my weakest kid to date. And how are they leading this group? This is the most complicated thing my students have done all year, but here's this kid leading this. I was in a classroom just recently and, you know, we had a, a new student who had just arrived from the Ukraine aligned and they got grouped up with someone who the teacher believed was weaker. And that group was running laps around the rest of the class. They were just doing so well because the, the practices here, is, here in, I think, in classroom really allowed them to learn and think and share their learning in much richer ways than we traditionally were able to give them. So it's really exciting for me to dive more into this, to talk to some more teachers and talk to both of you about this. I think, you know, since this is our episode zero and we want to, you know, the whole idea is to get people to know us and, and what the plan is going to be. What are you getting yourself into if you're going to, you know, listen to us however you may wish? So maybe let's speak to that a little bit. Megan, do you want to talk about what our plan is, you and I, throughout this podcast? And we'll talk to Dean and what we're going to do with Dean too. Kyle and I will just be doing quick little 15, 20 minute like chapter, like recaps 
and just kind of what are the big things you should know about this particular chapter what are our biggest like takeaways and maybe some like little tips and tricks like that like we've learned along the way because as kyle said we've probably done like hundreds of demos like i've taught this in many classes which is also pretty cool because i was terrified to teach anything below grade four and currently i teach more kindergarten grade one and grade two than i ever have in my entire career and i'm loving it because i'm doing it a way like like that um feels comfortable and a less scary way whereas i would never teach it so we will teach you all of the tips and tricks because we have made a lot oh, of mistakes so many where do we start with them? But no, that, that's going to be a lot of fun going through the book, almost like a little book club that anyone listening could follow along with us and, you know, get our take on it and hopefully, you know, interact with us on Twitter or whatever the case might be to join that conversation. We're excited to do that. Dean and I are going to take a little bit of a different angle. Dean, do you want to speak to that a little bit? Sure. I think it's kind of a continuation of what we've done in the past with the former RCS uh, D thinks in terms of, you know, contacting educators and state different stakeholders out there. And just kind of delving into and seeing what other people's experiences are. It's always great to have those conversations. I always learn so much because everybody has their own take on it, their little tweaks and, you know, different classes and stuff. But it all boils down to how excited people are to to use this and to realize that we need to do better for our students and that this is better. And like Megan said, you're going to make mistakes, but we got to embrace those and we got to teach students that that's part of the learning process. So that's what we plan on doing is having a bunch of really good conversations. We usually have a couple of questions scripted, but sometimes we go off on tangents and sometimes we find that's where our best nuggets are. And uh, hopefully, you know, people enjoy just kind of sitting down, having a coffee and listening to some people have a good conversation about what we have a passion for. And I think that comes through in these podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking so forward to hearing from more teachers on the front lines. You know, what are they doing? What are they experiencing? How are they troubleshooting some of the things that they're seeing in their context? We're looking forward to connecting to teachers within our school division, but not only that, we want to reach out to people in our province, in our country, and even beyond that, and then hear what's happening, you know, around the world and thinking classrooms, get some more perspective, and hopefully, you know, everyone kind of gets better from doing that. With that, I'm not sure if either of you want to add anything else, but I think that might be a good place to end, and hopefully you'll join us and listen in on, you know, the forthcoming episodes that we're really excited to share with you. Super excited. I love working with you guys. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. So excited. It'll be awesome. Thanks for tuning in to Think Thank Thunk. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss a new episode. And as always, keep thinking, keep thinking, and keep thunking.